Hey everybody, I'm Andy Weinberg, and welcome to episode 74 <laughs> of the David Osikinen In the Pocket podcast. We're coming to you from the Wildfire Radio Studios in beautiful Woodbury, New Jersey. And you know, Dave, last night... The president of the United States said there are bad things that happen in Philadelphia. Yeah, really. Well, I, I don't know about that, but yeah. we have a badass from Philadelphia as a guest this week. Oh, uh, we sure do, and she is. She's one of the best. One of the best, indeed. She's the, wonderful. The, the great Zuzu Mansour from the amazing rock band Soraya. She's on the line, and she'll be with us in just a minute, and we're both very excited to have her on. Indeed. Uh, I want to mention our sponsors first, real quick. Uh, we're once again brought to you this week by GotPeace.com. They sell all kinds of really cool merchandise that promotes messages of peace. And, of course, we could always need more. You can always use more of that. I was on their site yesterday, actually, when I, I saw it, and I was like, oh, this is super cool. And I just love the mission. I love what they're about. I love what Trudy's about. She Anywhere she goes, if she's out in L.A. and the West Coast or Pacific Northwest, she's spreading the word, and she's, a, she's just a just a wonderful person, and, and I just, uh, her companies are great. This one is a positive message, and, you know, check it out and support her. Yeah, they got hats, they got shirts, they have dog tag necklaces, they have little stuffed cows, and, yeah. and it's all about peace, peace and love. Yeah. Uh, so Could check have it used out. that last night. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't a whole lot of that on that stage. Holy shit. Hey, uh, gotpeace.com, 424-343-1213 if you want to give Trudy a call. Thanks, Trudy, so much for your continued support. Also want to thank our friends at CrokerPercussion.com, Eric Metz, making all kinds of uh, quality handcrafted percussion instruments with superior yeah. sound. Uh, check them out. Again, Croker, that's C-R-O-A-K-E-R, Percussion.com, or give Eric a call at 215-669-8588. Also yeah. want to thank our friends at the School of Rock Berwyn, where Dave is a teacher. What a program. They're doing such a great job over there. I mean, just last week, you know, I mean, and when this whole COVID thing went down, the, the precautions and what they've taken and what they've done to keep people safe is unbelievable. And, you know, the guys that lead that 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 company, especially when in Berwyn, uh, uh, Dave Marsh and Rick Allison, you know, they uh, we, we met as a staff we, on a Zoom meeting and just the precautions again and just how they care and and right now, I think I mentioned last week, they're doing a Prince show. They got a Led Zeppelin show going on. They got a Lannis Morissette show, which is cool. And they have, um, and and I get a chance because I'm teaching, uh, and I, I watch some of them. And these, there's some really talented young people coming up, and great drummers. And there's one kid playing guitar, just blows my mind. A friend of mine is doing an Abbey Road, uh, Abbey Road show, and he was asking me about guitar players. And I said, I got this kid, but he's 14. <laughs> you know, he's as good as anybody I've seen in a while. Hey, man, yeah. some of these kids, yeah. it's, it's incredible. And, yeah. and, you know, even if you don't become a rock star, you'll feel like a rock star play, playing at the School of Rock. And you get Dave as a teacher. If you're a drummer, you get Dave as a teacher. So. And if you mentioned, you know, you heard about us on, um, at the School of Rock, you know, you'll get some kind of uh, cool little discount from, from Dave Marsh and Rick Allison. So right. So mentioned mention that you heard it on uh, – in the pocket. All right. And Dave, I know you wanted to mention uh, yes. Zildjian. I'm excited about this. You know, um, one of my, a big deal for musicians, especially, and I'll tell the quick story. Uh, Live Aid, I remember when I was playing Live Aid, I had Peisty cymbals and I had Zildjian cymbals. And they're both great cymbals. And the day after that, um, the, the guy named Doug Swan came to me. and uh, uh, um, No, he introduced me, introduced himself to me at the show, but he, he gave me a call the next day and he said, uh, 
um, how'd you like to be a part of the Zildjian team? I nearly like, are, are you kidding? You know, so I, I think a week later, I got a box of symbols from them. It was a different day, you know, but they sent me symbols and I've been with them since back in the day. And it's, it's like such a great company to, um, uh, uh, you know, endorses just they're, they're wonderful symbols. I feel very fortunate. They make a great product. I visited them, how they make the symbols. They're, you know, it's like the special sauce. You can't take a camera in there to take a picture because if you hit those things, they sound amazing. And um, I couldn't be, um, you know, every time I get on stage, I know that one thing's going to be sounding good, and it's the symbols. Even if I'm having a bad night, <laughs> they make me sound good. Oh, that, that's yeah. good. You know who else sounds good, David? Yes. Always. Yeah. Is our guest, Zuzu Mansoor. How she you does. doing, Zuzu? Hi, guys. I'm good. Good. She, she sounds good and she looks good. She, she's the best. <laughs> How are you guys? Oh, we're good. We're good. Yeah. I just realized we had, it's almost been two years. We had you on the show. It was back in episode seven and we're up to 74 now. Do you believe it? Nice. Zuzu? Yeah. 74. So October 18th. That's amazing. It is. October 18th, 2018, almost two years ago, we had you on and uh, you've been uh, pretty busy since then. We got a lot to catch up with. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I was happy when when uh, you said this Wednesday. I was like, let's do it. Yeah. Hey, and you know, I we got lucky because I know she really, Andy, and I think you know this. Uh, you work, Zuzu. You work so hard. I know how with your band, how you went on the road, and and it's <laughs> you know you guys really hoof it. You know, it's like you're out there you know, going to the West coast, you go to the Midwest and, you know, um, wicked cool records. And that management has you doing a lot of work to, when you make a record, you're not just sitting around waiting for things to happen. You're, you're promoting that record. And that's a lot of work. And I know that you today, really, if it wasn't for the weather, we wouldn't have you because you'd be doing a video. Am I right about that? Yes. Yeah. We, were <laughs> we locked today. out. Yeah. I was really happy. I was like, yo, can you wait a minute? Let me see if it's supposed to rain. Yeah. Yeah, no, I appreciate everything you just said. Yeah, we we do work hard, and yeah. um, we we work hard because we believe in what we're doing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's not. Uh, I think you know the message of the music is super important right now. I think music is super important right now. Oh, and, right. Uh, and I won't stop. Like you know what I mean? So I, I I have that in me anyway, and you know the band has it in them, and like I just. You know, we just went in and did a new single. It's coming out New Year's Day. And, and like, we just, we have a lot to say. We have a lot to, to, to do still. And, you know, I, I, I know when COVID hit, it was like right as our album was coming out, oh, we were already touring. Yeah. And, um, and we were just devastated. But then we saw the opportunities in it as well and, and, and kind of took the time to reevaluate yeah. what people need right now. You know what I mean? So, so we're, we're like in touch with the fans. We know like what we're supposed to be doing. And, yeah. you know, just like you, you love music. Like that's how we met. Right. It's mm. like, you know, you, you love to play. Like yeah. there's a spirit in us that has to right. go and it's not up to us. So. Yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. It's not up to us because yeah. I know yeah. we're compelled to do it. And, uh, you know, because I, I, I saw one thing cool about social media is I saw Brianna, practicing i saw her like playing in different areas like one day i think i saw her in a field one day playing the drums it's like there you go man she's like setting up wherever she can just working it out and she's a great yeah. player and she's just keeping her chops up and doing whatever she can do to make sure that she can perform when you guys are you know hitting it so i i always i admire that a lot you know, yeah. so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a really weird time, you know, so COVID thing really made us all kind of, uh, but think you, about some stuff that was new, never had to think about before. Yeah. Well, Zuzu, you mentioned the album, I remember the album came out on Friday, March 13th, 
and it was March 11th when pretty much everything started shutting down. The 13th down. it came out? Yeah, it was, yeah. My yeah. last the, dig. The album My was gig, yeah. dig, dig, dig Your Roots, great, great album. We're going to talk a lot about that album, but, I, you know, two days after, basically, the world shuts down on a Wednesday, and then mm. Friday you got new music out, and all of a sudden you can't tour for it. Oh. Do you remember what was going through your head at the time? Because I'm sure, well, obviously you'd already started touring for the album before it was released, but then, you know, it's a whole new ball game once the album's out and people can hear the whole thing. And then all of a sudden, everything just shuts yeah. down. Do you remember, you know, how you how you kind of uh, dealt with that at the time? Yeah, I, I do because I think like the rest of uh, at least everybody in my sphere was kind of going through the same thing. Where it's like, is this really happening? Is this really a big deal? Isn't this just kind of like H one N one and like yeah. everything's going to be fine? And right. then like within a day, you're going like, why is everybody home? Going like, when are you coming home? And you're mm. like, what do you mean when am I coming home? I'm on my way to Vegas in a rainstorm right now from L A. So. So, like, you know, we were on our way to our release show. We did do our release show, and uh, I remember being a little nervous. Right. It was a packed packed house uh, Friday the 13th. But I, I woke up that morning. So Tuesday afternoon, we had started hearing – that Tuesday, we had started hearing stuff about what was going on. Right. And I was like – I was a little nervous, and then I just looked at, at the van in the car, and I, I looked at everybody, and I was like, you know what? They're counting on me to make good decisions. Yeah. But they're not complaining. Like, you know what I mean? We're a team. And, and we went through with what we did to, like, as long as we could, knowing what we knew and mm. trying to be smart about it. So by Friday, we did Friday the 13th. I woke up and I, I literally took an hour before I even took a look at social media wow. um, because I had to get my my mind right. Because um, I was really I was like, we spent a year and a half writing and recording this record. Mm. And this is what ha I was really angry. And yeah. I was also <laughs> worried and I was scared and fearful and. And yeah. then I picked it up and I said, no matter what happens, I believe in the music and it doesn't yeah. matter. Everything else is out of my hands. I right. looked at social media. We were on some playlists. I was happy again. Yeah. Right. Um, we did the show that night. And then March 14th, we did that show. And there were very few people in San Francisco that night. Mm. And uh, we knew we were coming home. Our next show is canceled. And slowly but surely, every show after that. And we knew by like Wednesday, the following week, that we had no tour. And wow. we'd been booking that tour since November. Mm. So I... I was angry, right. but I was also, it didn't take me long to realize that um, I'm, I'm really strong in thinking. And, and thank God I have my bandmates who feel the same way and remind me and reassure me when my mind goes out. Yeah. They were just like, you know, this is happening for a reason. Yeah. You know, look at yourself, look at what's going on and, and, and make the best of it. The album's great. Don't worry about that. And I hate to admit that I was very focused on that at the time, not right. it the deaths or what what the possibilities were mm -hmm. because i think like the rest of us there was a bit of, like you're in shock and you're kind of like this isn't really happening here right. like what well, it's kind of ignorant but at the same time i'm not going to deny i thought that for a few minutes mm -hmm. and um yeah I, 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 Zuzu, I, you know, yeah. we, my, the Hooters had the, we were a 40th anniversary. So I, I felt, you know, who I felt horrible for was Rob Hyman, who, who deals with all the business now. He is, he takes, you know, meets with the promoters and, 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 and he, all these details, I mean, details like stuff and then all that work and then boom yep. and, and everything just, you know, see ya until next year. But fortunately for us, like you, you know, we do have people that like say, okay, we'll move it to 2021, you know, but it's scary, man. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think that's like, you know, now six months, almost seven months later, <laughs> we realize what's going on um, with this. And I right. think, I think that's what we all have in common, no matter what's going on is like, we're all suffering from it in different degrees. Um, but I also, um, you know, I saw the blessing in it um, as well for the the music. I mean, we've been writing a new record. We did a new single, and 
and it's all kind of a little more conscious of, of what our world is right now. And, yeah. um, I think that's important. I think at the end of the day, some of the things that are happening couldn't have happened without, um, you know, and I don't want to say that lightly because a lot of people have lost, I've lost a, a few friends Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I know Same friends here. of mine in New York lost a ton Yeah, and it's just like, you know, I mean, I don't know. You just get up and you go on like music is the saving grace has been for me since I was little, yeah. you know, music is where I found myself. I, right. I lost myself. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's you where we are. lost yourself and found yourself at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. That's true though. You know how it works. You know, I, I, I think I was telling somebody yesterday that like music, it was like, you, you mentioned, it's like we're compelled to play it, you know? And I, I remember yeah. at times I was telling my wife about being uh, about girlfriend. She was mentioning something about girl, old girlfriends of mine. I said, she, she thought I was a loser. And this one, I was like, <laughs> it's like, dude, what do you do? Oh, I'm in my fucking room playing my drums. It's like, well, oh, man, am I, you know, you know, here's a, you know, it's like, well, you, you know, what I don't know what to tell you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nobody did. I had a friend of mine used to yell out the side of my window because you're never going anywhere. You suck. <laughs> and, you know, but he, he was kidding because he wanted to go out drinking, you know what I mean? But, yeah. but you know, it is, it's uh, funny. You're compelled to play and. Well, even for someone like me who doesn't make music, yeah, I, I find that in listening to music. Yeah. I mean, in my darkest times and my happiest times, yeah. whether you're happy or you're really mm -hmm. down, music works in, in every, uh, and I, I can imagine it's the same way with creating music. Yeah. It's it probably, probably even more too. so. So yeah. I'm not like that. Like, I'll listen to Zuzu's record, and that'll make me feel like, you know, I listen as a listener, you know, and then I, sometimes I get like, okay, what's he, what's she doing on the drums? Or what, what's going on? But mostly, <laughs> mostly, mostly it's like, okay, checking it out, and you know, what, what you know, what exactly, uh, you know, Feeling their vibe, trying to get what you're trying to say, and yeah. music does that for us. And it's it's it, thank God it does. Well, too. even even the title of this album, "Dig Your Roots," uh, obviously Zuzu. That there's a lot of looking back, but also kind of applying the things you've learned throughout life to where you are yeah. now. I mean, that's kind of the the vibe of the album. I get a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, "Dig Your Roots" came very easily when I listened to all the songs together. I was like, what am I really saying? I didn't pick the title before, you know, and the band's always really cool with like, you know, it's, you know, lyrically it's yours. So figure it out. And, um, I, I was like, dig your roots are a couple of things for me. Like it sounded like I was just being more and more honest. And I think as artists, that's what I feel like keeps, keeps us moving forward. Even when we're having bad days is, you know, we, the honesty or, or something new in our, like, mental in our even spiritual sphere like happens and we're like okay and it comes out that way for me and, and it comes out in words for me so i dig your roots as much about like uh it's about like digging where you came from and not being ashamed of it like i know there's times i've hidden and i'll be straight up honest after september 11th um i come from half muslim background mm. i hid who i was which i you know what surprised me i didn't i didn't know that about yeah. you until we got to know each other i didn't know that which i think is yeah. you know super cool and uh, you know I, I i love that about you that's very cool thank but, you david you know, and, and i think that's part of who i am you know yeah. it's part of how i grew up and yeah. and i'm not ashamed of it anymore so it's, dig your roots is about like really showing the world who you are not yeah. being like all your good parts your bad parts yeah. all your parts showing the world and being okay with it and also Dig them up if you're not happy with who or where you are or what you are. Dig them up and go somewhere else. So it has like multiple meaning, honestly. Um, yeah. It's much about a garden. I just garden kept coming to me, and, <laughs> and like, I was just like, from evergreen on, I was like, how am I going to use a garden? I just don't know. But yeah, even the cover like symbolizes that a little bit. Hey, hey speaking of, speaking of evergreen, is is that the first time you've used fuck in a lyric? 
<laughs> it's not the first time I've used an alert, but it's the first time it was recorded. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm so listening. I'm, it was approved. <laughs> I'm listening to the album on the way over here this morning. <laughs> by the way, by the way, I, I don't want to. I don't want to necessarily say this is the best album you've done because that feels like an insult to the past work you've done. But this is a, this is a great album. I mean, this is straight through. Yeah. Uh, but where, yeah, did, just, where did you record it? Where did you record this record? Um, this one we we did the same place we did the last one. Uh, we since we signed with Wicked Cool, uh, little Stephen has in the same area. He has his offices uh, with all his organizations. It's yeah. like an umbrella company. He he has Renegade Studios, which is on a you know one of the warehouse floors in New York City in the Greenwich Village area. Mm-hmm. And we recorded it there uh, with our same producer and engineer Jeff Sanoff that we used last record. Uh-huh. Um, and all the singles we've done since. And yeah. Um, yeah, we keep using them and him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that space is wonderful. They do yeah. it to tape, which is really cool. Mm. Um, and edits are made still in Pro Tools, but the the tape is. Oh, it's nice to oh, tape. so you, yeah. oh, so it's t- taped at Pro Tools you're doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so he, cool. That's yeah, great. I love it. I love it. I just love watching the machine and being like, wow. Yeah. I'm still like five when I see yeah. the tape machines going. So <laughs> yeah. it's just a cool thing, you know? Oh, no, hey, no, be, no, be, no doubt. Before yeah. we get too far away, I just want to get back to the use of the, the fuck in the lyric. Because that's it's a oh, little right. jarring when you're listening to a song, and especially an artist who doesn't curse in her lyrics and um it was did was there a lot of thought that went into uh, it's an angry line i it's something it about is. the uh, the, the fucking crisis in your smile i believe is that what the yes. yeah yes. um what, what went into using that uh, that lyric in, at, at that point of the song and well it was about like you know one particular person when i was writing it but it was really about all the people i've met who you know that that facade and that everything's fine um it kind of ends up being a theme throughout the record and, mm. and it's almost like anger at your, a mirror of yourself, keeping your mouth shut about things that you don't want to, but That's you know, there's hard. a lot of people. Yeah. yeah I've met. And, and in particular, mm. this one guy who I, you know, really liked on a lot of levels, but like I would watch him interact with other people and I'd be like, that guy's like dying inside and he's smiling and acting like everything's fine. If you tried to like pry into him, he wouldn't let you. It's like, you know, I just, it was my way of being angry, but also there's some love in there. It's like, yeah. I can see that fucking crisis in your smile. Like, mm, yeah. you know, so it's, it's calling someone out, which is fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like the right lyrics. So. There you go. There you go. It's brave too. Thank you. It is. It's brave. The Hooters have never used fucking in a lyric. I don't believe it. <laughs> um, have we? <laughs> well, those guys, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I'm trying to think, have they, because Big Baboon, I'm wondering if we ever... No, not 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 um not on a record, I don't think. But yeah. live yeah. we have plenty. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say I yeah. think live you have. I don't yeah, want to say Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You know <laughs> Eric has his moments. Mob, you know? <laughs> hey Zuzu, speaking of speaking of the album being, you know, very personal to you and, and the lyrics, a, a wild woman, is that you describing yourself? Um, it's describing who I'd like to be. Um <laughs> I don't think I've kind of gotten there yet. I think it's a lifelong process. And it was actually I I had watched this female preacher who I adore, and I'm not any religion. But this, who is that? Her name uh, Sarah Jessica. What the heck is her last name? Roberts. Sarah Jessica Roberts. Okay. She's cool. a, an amazing, powerful speaker, and and she like gets like I get on. So she'll get like she'll start stomping and yelling, and and it's like you get goosebumps, right? So I love watching this woman because it helps me grow. And and uh, she had one. Um, one t- one preacher uh, well one sermon i should say on on um being a wild woman and not a wild woman like loose or whatever the word <laughs> my dad just used that word uh, i shouldn't say that um but like a wild woman like you're you're in a setting that you don't know but you're willing to survive and thrive in it it's the whole thing was about 
life is being uncomfortable and getting into different life circumstances. And I, I actually uh, used the line of hers in Euphoria later on. Um, I came to make hell nervous. And I was like, that's what I came for. So like, <laughs> I stole a line from her later on in a different song. But Wild Woman is is about a woman who's been through some stuff in life, which would any of us haven't, I don't know, but, um, and still gets up and, and is not bitter about it and keeps, keeps moving forward and expecting like a child, like new surprises in life and embracing them instead of being uh, afraid of them or hiding from them. That's so cool. That's who I, who hey, I'm trying to be. Yeah. Hey, let, let's hear that song. This is from uh, Dig Your Roots, Soraya's 2020 uh, album. The song is Wild Woman.
That's awesome. <laughs> hey, so what's the mic that you remember? I saw you post something about it. it was that your your producer that had you try out a mic that you like to do vocals on? That was, was that you mentioned that? Do you remember that post you had about a vocal mic? Did we lose Zuzu? Did we lose Zuzu? Zuzu heard her own song and didn't didn't want to. She has her mic muted. Uh, ah, your mic is muted. There what? you go, Zuzu. No. And she just muted it again. Did you mute it oh, again? Sorry. There, there you go. go. It's sorry. okay. I, I hey. thought you, your own song sorry. turned you off to the show. Is that what happened? <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of have a weird connection. Uh, it happens. Hey, hey. So, I mean, did you remember you posted something about a vocal mic that you like? Was that the mic you were using right on that track? Do you remember that? Yeah, post? no, not on that track. Oh. It was a, it was a different mic I uh, used. Um, uh, I'm not sure what it was that I used. Yeah. I have to ask him, and I've been meaning to ask him, but yeah. I never did. But yeah. I'm um, reminding you. The same you know. mic that whole uh, I know. <laughs> but even the mic we used recently, I was like, I don't know what this is, but it's fancy and I like it. Uh, and uh, yeah. I don't I have no idea actually. Hey, I let him great. do it. Yeah, hear, hearing that, we have to we have to have you talk about your band because yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean obviously yeah. your your vocals are front and center but yeah. but that I mean talk about a song that just kicks ass. And and, and you and yeah. it reminds me a lot. It, it you kind of remind me a little bit if you don't mind a comparison. I do it but no. in some ways it, it it had a sound garden thing going on for it that I really Doug, you know, I yeah. always like the tone and the guitar, especially. He had a, 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 a great guitar tone. Everybody sounds great. On yeah, give a, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Travis and Brianna, uh, uh, um, but g- give us a give us a rundown on who played on that and who played on the album because, uh, just, yeah. just uh, you know, we want to give your band a little shout out now. I, I appreciate it. And thanks for everything you guys are saying. I'm really proud of, of them. They're, they're all stellar musicians, every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And they play together amazingly well. Um, but Brianna Sig is our, is our drummer. She's been our drummer for a while now. And, um, She's great. she just knows how to, thank you. Yeah. She knows how to like push it forward and be tasteful in her, like I, I, tasteful is such a weird word to use in rock and roll, but I don't know how else to say it. Uh, but it's, it's true though. I, I hear where you're coming from. She, her choices I, I, are, her choices are good. So on, uh, and on bass, we've had Travis Smith and he's been my main co-writer for years now. We've been together, working together since probably 15 years now, just as a, you know, writing the last, I'd say eight or nine, but definitely together playing. Yeah. Um, he's an important part of us and he just knows how to, I don't, I've never used another bass. Yeah. He's a riff king. He always, he knows the good riff. I think we talked about that before, you know, he comes up with that, you know, it's great. Riff king, Travis, he's Uh, been with us, you know, with me for a long time. So we, we know how to talk and be honest with each other when we don't like stuff we do. And when we know we're doing the same old thing and when we push each other out of our box, but he, when it comes to playing bass, he just knows intuitively what to do. He just knows that instrument is great. Um, he came up with that riff. That's actually his riff. And I immediately heard it and was like, when you said a sound garden thing, I'm like, that's such a compliment because all of us are, are big sound garden fans. Um, and I'm sure that infiltrates the music a bit, but, uh, but yeah, Travis came up with that one. We co-wrote that together and and came up with a great baseline. Mike, Reisman was our guitarist on that record. Oh. Um, we currently have a new guitarist, Nick Seditious, but um, equally, equally talented guitarist. But Mike uh, knew. He did the record. Took, he did. Mike he did, did the record. Oh, okay. He, 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 was, he wasn't able to tour. He yeah. really just ended up. He uh, actually got married and is doing something else right now. But he, uh, he just got to, to a point. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's rock and roll, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> it's not for everyone. So, but. Yeah. 
but he took great pride in his tone and his approach yeah. and he worked really well with our producer mm. to get a really good tone I, I think jeff sanoff deserves a shout out too because he takes great pride in making sure the tone of the vocal the tone of the bass the t- the sound of the i mean the time he takes with that yeah. with the drums alone and miking yeah. them and getting them yeah. right is and he's fast so it's yeah. like all everybody worked together and jeff's definitely like a fifth member in there that's cool um and then john hildenbrand played keys he's actually not in the band but he plays with us when he can he's like an auxiliary player i don't know what else to call him but uh-huh. he he plays on all recordings. He played on our newest um, we just did last week. So he's he's in when he can be in, and he just knows exactly how to bring a like a, a mood to a song on keys, on Hammond, on. He's a great organ player, wow. great organ player, yeah. local, local. That's great. So that's everybody. Yeah, it's just to find a keyboard player. Today. Well, you know, it's just that I, I, it's the kind of instrument that it lends itself to if. You know, it's like somebody needs to homogenize, you know what I mean? It's like you yeah. find that keyboard player that uh, that doesn't – like I love a keyboard player sometimes. I looked over – I played with this guy in Nashville that blew my mind. He just yeah. – through a section, he stopped. He just stopped playing. And he was like, well, it doesn't need it. And then he, yeah. so he has his hands on his lap, and he comes back, and then he plays a few chords. It was like – Ah oh, man, where do you find that guy? You know, I just, you yeah. know, it's like he knew and everything he played was just right, you know? So, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, I think it's an innate thing. Like some, and people either trust or they don't. And I think the same with keys. I, I've met, I've worked with a lot of people, I think on keys, different people. And, right. you know, his, his John's style fits us. Um, he adds a great texture and chord. Like as soon as that lick comes in that bam, 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 like he just adds the texture and it's, you hear the organ and you're just like, man, without that organ, it it wouldn't be as cool. It reminds me a little more, it immediately puts you in that set of like deep purple or like that seventies rock. It had a lot of organ in it. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. And you get that sound, you know, that's. Yeah. Hey, uh, getting back to Travis and and writing with him, which you've been doing for years and years, you, you mentioned on the, on your website, that uh, Travis kind of took you into some places that you hadn't gone in the past, and you even described it as like kind of going down a dark cave. Is that? Yes. I mean, what, what, was there a specific kind of conversation, or did that just kind of play out over time that you kind of realized this is where you were going? No, I, 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 I can specifically remember the song in particular that we wrote that made me feel that way, and we tend to write from conversation. He'll send me like a lick and I'll sing something to it. Like I'll try a verse and a, and, and a, a chorus or a verse, a pre-chorus and chorus. I, I get my lyrics from his tone that he uses and his approach to playing guitar, which is very different than somebody maybe who plays guitar 24 seven. It's just different. I don't know how else to say it, but I immediately get an idea from what he sends me of a, of a lyric or um, a theme. Like I, I don't come up with them and then he writes something. So when we get in a room together, it's usually just to, to, to bang out like the rest of it, the arrangement, co-write a little bit more. Um, sometimes we end up writing more lyrics together. You know, he, he definitely helped a lot with wild woman, but I'm thinking in particular of darkness is my only candle. We wrote that in the summer when Charlottesville was going on and it was an uncomfortable conversation to have mm. with each other. Um, and we had it. And from that, we kind of, we, both seem to turn to poetry a lot aside from friendships when we aren't sure what's going on. Um, and Rumi is a big influencer of my, um, my brain. And, um, he's a great poet. So we were talking about this, this poem that was like saying darkness is my only candle is, is, is actually a line in the poem 
saying like only through pain and, and, and consequence and, and suffering do people really have the, the, the wherewithal, I guess, or the impetus to change, um, dramatically, dramatically at least. And, um, so it's saying, you know, we can't cut that out of our lives and hope it's not there. It's going to happen and and don't hide from it. So we went into this very, that was like a four conversation session. Like we, we met like four or five times writing that song, um, cause we really wanted to get it right. So I don't, and I'm not comfortable, um, talking about things that I can't control. So Mm. he, Mm. he brought me into this place that I would never Mm. have gone on my own. That's, Mm. that's what I find is the greatest thing. Was it, was it, was it regarding race? Was it like that kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's Mm -hmm. it's funny. I had a, you know, the debate was last night. So I'm talking to my wife about stuff and, you know, I was living in California. Like I, I, you know, I, you know, we all know people. I've been around people that have said some things that are like, "What? What? You know? <laughs> yes. Really? Yes." Uh, but I, 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 I told her about an, a situation I had with somebody that was this out and out, flat out um, white supremacist, and yeah. it was, it was, it was, it, 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 and you know, like I, not much doesn't. I'm not shocked by much, but this yeah. guy shocked me shocked me like this is this someone you you thought you knew and then i thought i knew and then and then yeah i thought i knew and it was like weird and i was like in in musician cat and i was trying to help him he was a drummer and he was like weird and the thing and it was like the and and the switch in his mind was like are you fucking kidding me and like right away like i i i was just because you know i grew up outside of bristol levittown and you know i i you know i'm going to be 65 next year. I've experienced a lot of stuff and, you know, I've got, you know, African-American friends, Bobby Woods, you know, just guys that were my brothers, you know? So yeah. I heard things later on that like, you know, that, I'm, you know, I kind of like what, you know, but it, the mindset, you know? So I, I'm yeah. sorry to go off, but you were having that, that conversation is, that's uh that's some, that's some deep shit, you know? Yeah. You, you, you know, you don't want to see some of those things and yeah. not out of wanting to stay ignorant or wanting to stay, um, you know, uh, silent, uh-huh. but just out of like, you know, you're challenging things that, you know, I, I, I thought we, we were having a really hard time because we were having personal experiences too, with some yeah. people that were also very, very obviously outwardly, uh, supremacists yeah. and, um, yeah. and didn't know how to handle it. And, um, and how, you know, just where people coming into lessons for him So uh-huh. it, and, and, and like how, how he'd handle it and taking that sadness and that, like, hopeless feeling and, and turning it into something that's saying that's kind of was talking to both of us at the time and gave us hope. So it, you know, to me, songwriting is, is very, very spiritual. It can be very spiritual. Other times it's not, but you know, I think that particular song, uh, brought me into that dark cave of something that I, you know, was, was really not going to ever probably talk about. Would you uh, work? I'm sorry. Uh, No, I was just gonna say, would you like us to play it? Susan? Yeah, sure. All right. I don't know if we'll do the great whole song. song. It is a great, oh, it's great. It's great. I don't know if we'll do the whole song because I don't want to take up time that we could be talking to you. But let's tell, let's hear uh, Darkness is My Only Candle and uh, we'll at least hear some of it. Thank you. What I'm missing, you ain't 
good. Bree's playing out of her mind on that. She's really good. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. Yeah, good yeah. fill. Hey, did um <laughs> did little Steven contribute to the songwriting on that? Yes, he did. The, the, we were having a difficulty with the midsection, the uh, bridge of that song. Um, and he came in. He he happened to be in the office that day. Like I told you earlier, it's like all one floor. So like the studio is part of it. And then outside the doors of the studio, the offices, his office out is out there and a whole lobby area. So he was just coming in to see how things were going. And we're like, we're, we're struggling with this bridge. I mean, it's good, but it's not you know what I mean? And he like rewrote it with all of us in literally 15 minutes. I'm not even kidding when yeah. I say that. I think he was on his way to lunch. So I think <laughs> like, but he just intuitively heard like what needed to go there, like the build that needed to go there. And, um, he kind of gave me the melody, but he didn't give me the words for that. And actually it's a funny story with the words for that is because, you know, war is a big, uh, song, you know, uh, what the heck is his name? The Edwin, Edwin, Edwin Star. Edwin Star. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, there's that line war, what's it for? And I'm like, yeah. you know, I, and me and the producer were going at odds over that. Cause I, he's like, it's already been done. It's, and I was like, it's important. It's something that I want to, you know, it's the bridge. It's the part where you're going, you're asking, you're, you're talking to the listener, like, okay, here's your part in yeah. the song. Like, what do you, what do you think? Like, think about it for a minute. It's definitely a, I'm proud of that song on a lot of levels. Yeah. Um, you know, it reminds me a little of the who can't explain like, yeah, the, the, absolutely. It's just, uh, it's just a cool, it, the music spoke to me and then the conversations we had are irreplaceable. So I'm, I'm proud of it. Yeah. yeah I like it. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Talking about Steve Van Zandt, obviously so much of what's happened to you in the last four or five years has been him, him getting involved in your career and the support wicked cool records and everything. We talked a lot about that the last time you were on and your first meeting with him, but so we don't need to revisit all that now, but just give us a, 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 a little Steven story. I'm um, obviously he's, like I said, he's been a huge supporter of the band and you've worked so closely with them in the last few years. Mm. Tell us something, you know, just give us a, give us, can you give us a little, a uh, little Steven anecdote? Um, I would still have to say, <laughs> the first time we met, uh, I, I didn't even know why I was there. Uh, my, my old producer said, you know, Stephen Van Zandt wants to meet with you. He heard run around and he loves the song. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so he loves the song. So why does he want to meet with me? I didn't, and it was never really clear to me. So I go and I realized there's like a ballet studio on top, on the top. I'm like, this is where, you know, at the time it was like 2010. So I knew, you know, Silvio, uh, you know, it's yeah. Sopranos. I was a big fan of. So when yeah. I saw, I was like, I'm going to see Silvio. Like that's really <laughs> yeah. what I thought. Yeah. And, and he was Silvio the way he walks around. Oh, yeah. and everything, yeah. and he he I've met Steven a few times. He is <laughs> <laughs> so great. Yeah. And, uh, and I just watched him and I, I still like three hours in that conversation. I, I didn't know what, what I was doing there. I knew he liked yeah. the song, but I really didn't know what he was saying. Cause we were just having a great conversation about right. music and mm. live shows. Mm. And then he said, you know, if I signed your band, the first thing I do is send you to Europe. And from that point yeah. on, I was like, this is all I've ever wanted to do for whatever reason. Right. My brain, since I was little, got stuck mm. in my brain. Like you got to tour Europe. And I, was I like, tell you about that too. Like, yeah. yeah. But yeah. And I was like, all right. And that was it. That's yeah. my anecdote is because like he had me from hello. That was he had right. me from you should tour Europe kind yeah. of thing. So but since then, obviously, he's and the other thing that's cool about him is he'll tell you right off the bat. He doesn't he doesn't seem to like have the energy or time to like sugarcoat stuff. No. But yet he's kind in his approach. and He no. never puts you down. He kind of just like mm. he laughs when you do something that's, you know, 
He seems like a genuine just, guy, you know. Yes, a genuine guy. It. I got a, an experience with him and the late great DJ Ed Shockey um, yeah. years ago, where we hung out at the Four Seasons, and I was working at a company that we wanted to interview him, and he was doing. It just started. His um, he was doing the Garage at the time, and it was unsyndicated. Actually, it's still syndicated radio and serious, but it was. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking back 1990, not 2000. I was like 2000, and he invited us over to his hotel room at the Four Seasons in Philadelphia. And I wasn't even living here at the time. I was in California, yeah. and I came in specifically to to hang out with him. And he was just amazing, so nice yeah. and so so yeah. gracious, you know. So yeah. He you didn't know. have time for the bullshit. He's no, just he was funny to... too. God, was he yeah. funny? He had a dog with him. I remember he had his dog with him. I thought that was cool. <laughs> he, that's, he always has his dog Edie with him. Like, yeah. Always. Well, I don't know. We it was not two thousand, so I don't know. But it was he was he was a piece of work, and it was great. Uh, yeah. He was... he has idiosyncrasies, and but that dog is everywhere with him. I don't, mm. It's probably a different dog. Or, yeah. I don't know, but. He's an animal guy, you know, it's cool. Yeah. I just love it that you, I love it that you have that, that going on for you because when you have someone that is championing you, that really is going to tell you the truth. It it means everything, you know, trust, trust is a big thing and giving you confidence by telling you, you know, that this is good that you're doing, you know, you need that, you know, it could be the other way around, man. So many great artists get hooked up with people that are deflate them. Uh, yep. that you, you, you know, I'm sure you've been there too. You know, it's yes. like, that could be a yep. bad experience. And when you get someone that is straight up honest with you and someone that is going to critique and, but has your best interest in mind, man, yeah. let me tell you, that's gold right there. Yeah. That's like an intangible. You feel it. You feel that that person mm. wants the best for you and you mm. can feel it when they don't. Um, and, and then I've learned to trust that more. Yeah. Um, he's definitely a genuine straight from the hip guy. Um, yeah. He actually sent me, I uh, just real quick, he sent me, um, we sent him the new single and to see if, you know, he had, he usually sends production notes and he did, he sent production notes, but he, he mentioned, you know, cause I was kind of like, I, I took a different approach to the lyric this time. And, yeah. um, and he mentioned, he's like, your lyrics are getting really good. They're getting better all the time. And I was, he just mentioned it in passing wow. in his production notes. Wow. But for me, that was such, I, it changed. He's a mentor to me. So him yeah, saying sure. that, and knowing he meant it um, made me go, okay, I did an experiment. I tried something new. Mm. Like now I want to keep doing that. So mm. it's, it's invaluable to, mm. to artists that we have that with, right, with right. us. Do you know Willie Nile at all? Are you friends with Willie? Do you know Willie? I, I've met Willie yeah. one time ever. And it mm. was at the uh, Philly, when we did the Philly um, light of day, oh, that okay. day it snowed. That was yeah. it. That was the one time yeah. I met him. And I, you know, I know yeah. about him. I know his music really He's well. Another, so another like prolific yeah. Prolific writer that is someone that is lyrics. And it's from the day I met him many, many years ago that he's just somebody just constantly always trying to work at his lyrics, but it's some it all comes so naturally to him, but he was always working at it. And I love yeah. that about you too, Zuzu, that you're like really, you know, telling stories in your life and it's like the way you write is a, is about, you know, it's about you and your and your experiences. That's really very cool. Well, thank you. It well, means a lot. I honestly like feel like you know, that's, that's why I've had them. Like that's, mm. I, I love the way it, how I'm supposed to write. I love the way you summed it up. You summed it up with a, with a statement on your website. I'm just going to read this. Cause this is, this is everything that's great about rock and roll. And, and you said, I'm all about playing a fun song and throwing myself around. That's rock and roll at its heart. 
but I'm also about telling the stories of resurrection and life and hopes and darkness. And I thought that that's just an unbelievable summation of what of what music can be. It's like fun and, it, and it's and it's you're, you want to dance and you want to party, but it also needs not always, but it but it also helps when it means something too. And and you know, I just thought I just thought that was a great statement what you said there on your website. So. Thank you. I, I, honestly, I'm so, I mean, I teared up for you just knowing that that meant something to you. Cause you know, sometimes I put stuff out there. I don't know, you know, if it affects anyone, but, but yeah. I have to tell the truth. Like I go back to the beginning, which is y- you want to be more and more honest with yourself, with the people listening to you. They want the truth. Like we, we have to put out the truth. And like, that's the thing is like, I feel like rock and roll is like the rock and roll. I love is, is about that kind of stuff. It, yeah. It's been life changing. Like I want to listen to songs like that. And I want to listen to songs that I can just listen to and be like, yeah, for lack of a better word, like, well, shit, this is such a good song. Like, yeah. you know what I don't have to think, you know, yeah. I want mm-hmm. all that. So yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that's why some songs are a little more thoughtful and some are just like, you know, whatever, you know, it's, it's neither a wrong. It's just who I am and how I write and other people write differently. is fine. You know, but that's, that's what I feel like my calling is, is, yeah. is to, is to write that kind of music. So we'll talk about a great song, and this is one you didn't write. Prince wrote it, but yes. you, you tackled it on on your last album, and uh, nothing compares to you. Um, so you're taking one of the most iconic vocal performances <laughs> of the last fifty years. Let's, I mean, Sinead, <laughs> Sinead O'Connor's performance of that is obviously, you know, it's, it's legendary. And you did the same thing when you did uh, Dolly Parton's Jolene, you know, a while yeah. back. When you take on a song that is so well, you know, that the performance is just so iconic and so, you know, legendary, for lack of a better word, are you kind of intimidated at all? How, you know, are people going to, are you afraid people might try to compare you to the original? Um, what's, what's your mindset when you, you know, when you recover a, such an iconic song, like nothing compared um, to you? Sometimes, sometimes that's a good question. Sometimes I'm intimidated initially. Um, but to be honest, I, the way I've heard so much music that I've heard and become a fan of is through other artists covering it. And I remember at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's just about what I'm drawn to. And right. I have to be honest with that too. And to me, like that song summed up, uh, you know, that feeling of loss, but still wanting to be in like something that wasn't really good for you. Like that's, that's my theme of my life. So I guess go like that song, I heard the Prince version, and I'm going to be straight up honest. I'm a Prince fan, but I had never heard his version. And uh. because Sinead O'Connor's is so popular and the video is so popular. And I I, I, I found his version. It's so soulful. And I was yeah. like, this is the songwriter's interpretation of that song. And I wanted to do honor to that. And then when we got in the studio, we wanted to make it more of a band song um, where the, it still was an intimate vocal. I think part of it is also the, that I'm a diverse person. I have that, like quiet, vulnerable side, but I also have that tough, like badass fierce side. And, and it's almost like saying it's okay to be all those things. Like, you know, it's again, if, if I'm going to worry about what other people are going to think, then I'm going to be in trouble at some point, you know, or, or some, something I'm going to start monitoring and censoring my own writing, which is a horrible place to be. Um, I don't know how people do it. Um, but I, I, I can't do it. Um, and I, I can't sit down with myself and my own head and my own demons and do that. I have to be honest. And that song was, I was that song. It came down to that one and, um, soldier of love. Um, and honestly, this is how messed up my thinking was at the time. Like, Oh, but, but Pearl Jam did soldier of love. Let's, let's do nothing compares to you. (laughs) Somehow it's less, it's too popular compared to nothing compares to you, but that's how I was thinking. So I just kind of go with whatever, 
is pulls me in that direction. And I'm lucky with the band because they're always like, you know, they're, they're so willing to try anything. Like I have to speak up for them in that sense. It's like, they just, they're willing to let me have my way with those things. And, and, and I, I let them have, I mean, it's not about letting, it's more just yeah. when they have a cool song idea, I like yeah. to do it. And yeah. you know, when I have one, they let me do it and it's nice. It's a good, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Right. Well, you and the band absolutely killed it. I mean, it's a great, it's a great version. We don't actually have it, but after your people are done listening to the podcast, go find uh, Sarai's version of Nothing Compares to You. You'll really enjoy it. Um, Thank you. So, Thank uh, you. Thanks, Andy. Yeah. Um, so speaking of other uh, people that you admire, Joan Jett, um, you're, you're opening for her. Is that show now scheduled, I guess, for next March, right? You're going to be opening for Joan Jett in Albany? Yeah. Yeah. March 20th uh, in Albany. It was moved from May of this year to October and October to March you know, I, I'm good, close with the Lagunas and, and Joan and, and, um, I you've opened like for to, her, you've opened for her previously, right? Yes. And, uh, that was all very strange how that went down, like how I met her and then how the next day I got a gig with her. It was like, it was kind of kismet. I feel like, you know, some things are meant to be, um, and her voice changed me. So I, I, I think it's a perfect for me on a personal level, it's a perfect fit, um, for so many reasons. Um, and I have such admiration and respect for her and for the Lagunas and for Blackheart. Um, but yeah, she, uh, you know, we should be doing more shows as well. We're just waiting to see how things kind of end the year and begin the year next year before anybody commits to anything more, but yes, we, we for sure will be touring with her more and opening for her wherever we can. Um, and wherever she can have us. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I, when I first met her it was two summers ago at, at her show in God, I don't even remember where it was, but I, I went backstage and, and, uh, it was funny because Meryl Laguna comes up and she's like, I am such a fan of your music. Are you Soraya? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, I'm like, you know who I am? Like, cool. and she's like, Oh my God, since love like voodoo, I've been a fan. And she brought me oh. back and I met Joan and, and I, the first thing that came out of my, I would talk about intimidated. Yeah. She's, she's a diminutive person, yeah, but she sure her is. spirit is tough. Like right. it, as right. soon as I saw her, I ran back in the room, but I, uh, <laughs> but then I went back out and talked to her and I just said, wow. your music saved my life. And wow. I was like, okay, a little less dramatic, but it just popped out. I <laughs> fangirled like hard and, yeah. And she's been around forever. I mean, we we opened the Hooters opened for Joan back in nineteen eighty, I think eighty four. I mean, I'm talking like Glassboro State College. So I mean, and I remember she's it was that four pin. She's still doing it's like that same like driving rocking thing, you know. And I still remember that show like it was yesterday. You know, it's like it's it's funny how some things. And I'm sure this is works with you too. Some shows you do just plastered in your brain, and you remember yes. seeing that person play, and she was, she was all fired up and really, it was great, you know. It's yeah, un- and it could, was unique at the could, time. Could could young Zuzu Mansoor playing in a band in high school, watching Joan Jet or loving Joan Jet at that point in your life? Could you ever imagine not only meeting Joan Jet but being on speaking terms with her? Is that a thought that even goes through your head when you're, you know, a young musician watching somebody like Joan Jett who obviously meant a lot to you? No, no, I never, I never pictured opening for, I never, it's so funny cause I'm a strong visualizing person and I feel like there's a powerful element to that and, um, creating your own life. But I, I never 
thought about opening for her. I've just admired her for so yeah. long. And, uh, and, and so, somebody actually, this, this is how I met her. A fan of ours came to me at a, a show and said, who's the one person you would love to meet that's a, a that you're a fan of. And I yeah. said, Joan Jett, like it popped out of my mouth. Like, right. like didn't even think easy. about it just right away. <laughs> no. And he, he's the one who made it happen. And, yeah. and, uh, wow. and he's wow. the reason I met her. So, um, and that from there was, you know, meant to be, but I, I, I can not to, not to be, gratuitous or anything but to be honest david when you first wrote me i felt the same way i was like you know i, I never thought I, I wrote him back and said that i was like david what? On like, that gave you played me it hope. on drums you don't know when it came <laughs> yeah funny. and it came at a time when i really needed it oh, I always and we're such good pals you and i are such good pals that's very <laughs> was that funny. when you invited her yeah. to join in the pocket or might, just I, or I, just or just I, reaching I, out and it might yeah i think it was you know i just i just right away i i you know i because i was on the west coast when i came out here and i just started hearing about her and then seeing her and then i reached out to her and it was you know it it was like we were buds immediately it was very cool yeah. very cool yeah. you well know, you, you, you yeah. told the story last time when you were on the show about being a young drummer and trying to learn hanging on a heartbeat trying to <laughs> kind of get yes. funny yeah that's yes. funny that's, that's funny. not easy well that's you know it's really weird i gotta tell you a funny thing though is i was i have this little project i'm putting together with this guy steve kimock and Kimok is this legendary guitar player out from San Francisco. And I got together with him and a couple of my guys that I'd be Kenny and Greg and Wally. And, and it was a singer, Jeannie Brooks. And we were playing the old Rufus song, uh, Tell Me Something Good. And I'm listening to it. And I, it's so just good. a track. But it's so weird. The track, I'm thinking, that's hanging on a heartbeat. He's, he's playing <laughs> He's playing it like it's soulful. But I never listen. It's on the up. If you notice, hanging on a heartbeat, if you think about it in rock terms, you're not going to. It's like, you got It's like kind Kind of it's weird it's it's a weird little thing and i just thought oh, that's it and all of a sudden it was easy to me but you i remember you that was a song you were learning and uh people don't know you're really you're a drummer <laughs> as drummer well, the beats on the switch. three the yes. accents on the three. very good so yes I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what the hell? And yeah. I've never learned reg. Like, to me, that was that was a reggae yes. game, yeah. Or, yes. or, yeah. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going like, top, 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 top. I'm like, Jesus, what is he doing? Yeah. Like, you know, you. It was funny because you're saying like, I'm listening to her and going, what's she doing? I'm like, that's such a drummer thing because you're yeah. going like. What is he doing there? Like I'm, I had to figure it out. Yeah, you know, yeah. And the bass drum with the, yeah. with the cross stick yeah. and the hi hat. Yeah. I was like, it's amazing. Well, it, you know, it's, it's like that's you. A, that's something you should listen to. Well, like, <laughs> like, like you, Zuzu. I mean, like back when we like, like I'm trying to, you know, you're trying to make a, a statement musically, and like I knew back, like just going back, a. a, a as a young musician making original music, how do you do something a little different than the guy next door? You know? So yeah. I remember it was like drumming is like, you know, I, okay, let's, I'm going to play with Bonzo or I'm going to play like Charlie. Yeah. But it's all been done. Like, it, you know, it's been done and it's great. And they're amazing drummers, but it's like, okay, I want to do a stamp on something. So I would always go after songs that Rob and Eric would write, come at it like a different, like, I, you just, it, it's like dare to suck, come up with something that was like, <laughs> okay, great. wacky, you know? Cause yeah. you know, that, you know, um, and then, uh, you know, but uh, you, you know, vocally, you know, you got to challenge yourself and yeah. then uh, sometimes that, and, and sometimes you get lucky, you know, and you get like, Oh, okay. This is kind of cool. Cause it's your identity. And uh, you know, out of that came zombies and all that kind of stuff. So, but yeah. anyway, you are an artist that really kind of cha always challenged him. I noticed you're always challenging yourself and you always, and you just, and you know, what's really great. You just keep on getting better and better. And you were great when I met you. So it's very cool. And my wife, oh, by the way, sends me and down said to me 
please send my best to Zuzu today, she said, because oh, she just adores you. I love Dallin yeah. so much. Yeah. I'll never well, we forget were... what you guys did for my birthday either. That's uh, something that's ingrained in my brain forever. Well, tell us. Tell us what they do for your birthday. <laughs> well, on, on my birthday, uh, not this year, but last year, yeah. or not last, the last one, the one before, yeah. we were, in the pocket was playing uh, Keswick Theater, which yeah. at the time I lived right down the street from. Yeah. This was like uh, 18. Yeah. And um, and yeah. it was my birthday, and they invited me to play, which was always obviously an honor. Yeah. But the way they they got a you know cake. they got a birthday cake, and they all sang happy birthday yeah, to me backstage. Yeah, so I was fun. like, I it was like it's it's when you know you have this community of people yeah. that genuinely love you and thought of you enough yeah. to make your birthday special. When there's like forty people there <laughs> backstage, right? Like, it's a big band. Wow, you guys <laughs> all care. Yeah, it's, it's rare. It's yeah. honestly, yeah. I think it's rare. At least in my experience, that that many people and and, and Dallin with the cake and yeah. she's just such a loving, yeah, good spirit yeah. to be around. Yeah, you know. And um, your family, we love you, and yeah. you know. And then we're gonna do it again soon. I think we. You is know, is Susan gonna be with you on the seventh? I, I think she is. I think you are. Yes, right? I am. Yes. Which is going to be, how weird is that going to be? We're going to be playing it's, like a drive. Yeah, November 7th in the pocket at the Nishamani Mall, the drive-in concert. <laughs> I got beat up there once, by the way. Oh, no. <laughs> I got into a fight with a bunch of guys from a boy's home, you know. I, I tilted a oh, no. pinball machine, and, and, like, and I was always a little bit of a nut. So and I said something to the guy. Next thing you know, I'm in a parking lot having a fight, and about eight other guys are kicking the shit out of me. All right, well, oh, fun. No. It'll yeah. be a different environment. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Butler or Bush or, or Queed or any of those guys are going to come after you. That I think you're all right. No, uh, no, no. But uh, Ooh, yeah, the Shavani Mall, November seventh. It benefits the uh, Lee Leckerman Foundation, Wonderful. which provides financial support and assistance for people with substance abuse uh, diseases. Mm. So uh, yeah, November seventh. Check out songsinthepocket.org. Yeah. Has all has all the details. Details. You go. It's safe. You sit in your car. Or you, mm. or I guess you can hang out outside your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna be super cool. It's yeah. gonna be. It's gonna be something I've never done before. Uh, but I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm dying, you know, to getting to get like this last week when I played, it was just so awesome. I'm sorry, Zuzu is dying to get out and sing and play. So oh, we're yeah. just just to get on stage do you, and do what we do. Right? Do you, I saw. Do you have a couple gigs coming up? Uh, I saw. Are they? You have a gig in New York on October second. Is that right? No. Or? Nope. This is me just not realizing I need to take that stuff down. Oh, okay. um, right. <laughs> this is me being like a self business person uh, and not asking for help. But yeah, I have to take those down. Those are not happening. Honestly, um, we had booked a fall tour with the hopes that things would be different and um, and they're not. So the fall is out for us. Yeah. Um, okay. So I guess and, the next uh, it's too cold you know, to, to play outside. That. Right. So, yeah. so so but they have you at the Ardmore on January 22nd. Oh, fingers crossed yes. that hopefully will yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah, I hope yeah so. we have a, a new single <laughs> expected to come out New Year's Day yeah. um, called Tight Lipped. So it'd be nice if we do keep that gig. If not, I'm sure we'll do something online. Yeah. But yeah, all, all my all the gigs we have are, are moved to next year. Right. Well, um, I'm going to Sweden. Right. So. I'm going to assume that most of our listeners have seen Soraya live at some point. But if they haven't. You gotta get next out. year when when thing, when when people can play live again, please go see this band play because it's it's always oh. a, it's always a great experience. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's medicine for me, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm on board with that. Hey, do you, do you, do you want to hear one more song from Dig Your Roots before uh, before we uh, we have Superman is gone? Do you want to uh, do you want to say anything about that? Yeah, uh, I had actually had a conversation with Michael DeBar in Los Angeles when we were playing a show, and he was saying, you should tell more about your story. And I was like, man, I'm going to tell a story about, well, just listen to it, and you'll know what it's about. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty literal, so. Okay. Well, Taylor, let's hear Superman is Gone. Boop, boop. 
I love that. That's yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's yeah, great. It's grooving too. I love that, man. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah, chorus is like go I order the album, them. dig your roots. You can go on Soraya.com and buy the album. I'm sure you can stream it too, but you can, you know, let's buy buy a physical product. You know, let's get get the album in your hand. It feels good to have it have it in your hand. Uh, yeah, it sounds great on uh, record player too. Gotta yeah. say, yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> no, awesome. the whole thing sounds really good. It's uh, again great work. I mean, I, I, I it, it's again when I say this is your best work to date, then it sounds like we're putting down the other stuff. But it just it, it is true. You just I mean, you keep growing as a band and 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 as a writer. I mean, it just uh, yeah, you you I mean, keep it, it up. It, it's it's very impressive. Yeah, nice. thank you. It's, it's, thank you for saying yeah, that. It means a lot. It goes a long way. Trust me. Yeah. It gives you. It's like that seed that keeps you moving. So right. trust me, I appreciate it. All right. Well, listen. It was so. I'm so grateful that you could join us. Um, I'm happy. It, it 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 one. You know. I'm sorry that your video got canceled today. You go out there tomorrow, but we got you. So that was a good thing. Right. So. Yeah, I loved it. It was great. Conversation. I was hoping, guys. Thank you. Yeah, I was hoping before the pandemic hit, because when we'd had the whole peace creeps in the studio, and I was yeah. thinking, what other band could we have yeah. full in the studio? At some point, we'll and I was them. thinking it would be great to get Sarai yeah. in here, get the, get the whole band yeah. in here. But when maybe, they're on tour, they're, when they're torn and it makes sense, get them. Yeah, when maybe. they're together, it's hard to get a corral a whole group together. T- Taylor's getting nice. scared well, we because the them. idea of putting the whole band in the studio. I remember that with, with, with having to mic everybody and the instruments. Yeah. Right. Uh, Taylor worked worked hard that day. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll give you enough. We'll give you a heads up this time, like this time, Taylor. We won't just yeah. all show up at this, that yeah, morning. No. Um, pull, put a drum It'll set be awesome. over there. We'd yeah. be, we'd be you know, we could do that. Yeah, <laughs> it'd, it'd, it'd be yeah. great if there's if there's a band that we'd like to get in the studio yeah. and pull it. Soraya would, would be definitely cool. Yeah, so sweet. Yeah, we'd love to. Love to. Well, you be safe. Safe. Take you care too. of yourself. We love you, and then we'll see you. We'll see you. Uh, well, we'll see you most definitely on the seventh of November. Yeah, we. Will. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I love fun. you guys very much. It was nice to talk. That was great. Thanks so much, Suzu. Uh, take care of yourself. All right. All right. Bye. Bye bye. She great. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. It's, it's always great. You know, you're gonna have a good interview when you get Suzu on the phone because she's so passionate about it, Indeed, and, yeah. and and yeah. It, and you can tell it. It all comes from the heart with right. her. It really does. Yeah. But um, she's real. She's the real deal there, girl. Yeah, and a hell of a performer too. Yeah, I mean, you know, right. you, obviously people listen to the songs, you can hear her voice, but when she gets on stage, I mean, what yeah. a presence and the charisma, right. and it's just, uh, yeah. she just totally commands the stage. It's 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 great. Beautiful. So, all right, well. Another episode of the books, episode seventy-four. Yeah. Uh, we're doing much better than the Philadelphia sports teams are these days. <laughs> they all sucked up. <laughs> last week was just unbelievable. I mean, I cannot believe like that whole last minute of the game that oh. overtime was oh. just like what is going on here you know and i tell you what's what's up with Wentz it's this like but there's just a, so it looks so dysfunctional and then I find out all the stuff about the coaching and you know I just there's so much crap it's just the organization I'm just shocked because I thought Jeffrey Lurie seemed like a good owner you know and I'm reading a book right now about Robert Kraft and, and the dynasty it's called the dynasty and they're talking about that and I'm going man wait you know, are, you, are you saying the Eagles aren't the gold standard we're a we're a quarterback factory. Did you hear that? <laughs> right, right. What a bunch of shit that is! <laughs> I could say that on the radio here. It's yeah, great. Anyway, it's true. Anyway, well, now that we depressed everybody Sorry. after this great well, interview, well, let's think about the Phillies. No, uh, yeah, no. How about the Sixers. No, no. Yeah. Hey, the Jimmy Fly- Butler. I hope he wins. I'm actually rooting for him too. Me too. Flyers are the closest team to a championship, and they have no, and they have no shot at a championship either. So yeah. we're, we're in trouble right now. Yeah. Anyway, thanks to our sponsors, GotPeace.com, CrokerPercussion.com, School of Rock, Berwin, and Zildjian uh, Symbols. Uh, Thanks to Taylor, doing a great job behind the glass. Thanks to Wildfire Radio. And for Dave, I'm Andy. We'll see you next time on In the Pocket.